listening to Jonathan Beckett's podcast. Each week I talk to bloggers and writers all over the world about their journey, how they got started, where they write, how they write, and where you can find them. The podcast lives at anchor.fm slash John Beckett, and you can also find it at Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, and Facebook. Just search for Jonathan Beckett's podcast. This week, we are talking to Lauren from San Francisco. Hello, Lauren. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. The way I normally start these things is just to ask a bit about the place people are from. So you live in San Francisco. Yes, I do. What's it like there at the moment? Well, um, we just completed our first week of, or most of the first week of our shelter in place here in San Francisco. So last Monday at midnight, our mayor asked us all to shelter in place. However, this is my ninth day of self-isolating. So I'm going a little little bit crazy, but now everybody's supposed to. And actually, as of yesterday, the whole state is supposed to be sheltering in place. So what does that actually mean for you? Does that mean you're not allowed to leave without good reason? Well, so it means that we can leave our houses only to go um, outside to exercise. And we can be in groups if there are people that we live with, which I live by myself half the time and with my two kids the other half of the time. Okay. They're not with me right now. And if you do go walking around the neighborhood or to a park, you have to stay six feet away from people who don't live in your house. <laughs> it's called, you know, the social distancing. Yeah. And, um, and we can go to the grocery store. And we can get takeout from restaurants. Um, yeah, that's been going on here as well. All of our yeah. restaurants have very quickly turned around into delivery places, basically. They are not allowing people to go into restaurants anymore and sit down. So everything is pretty much everything's closed except for hospitals <laughs> and grocery stores. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I drove by, I was out and about today and I drove by the neighborhood boba tea place and that was open (laughs) oh my word (laughs) yeah and there was a big line outside so i was a little bit i'm not sure what they're going to be doing about that that's kind of made me wonder as well over here because you see people in lines waiting for things and you're thinking they're too close together (laughs) yes yeah in fact i was in the park since this morning i took like a long three-hour walk in the park today in golden gate park and um people were getting kind of close to me as i was passing by them and i'm like i I'm getting a little irritated because yeah. um, I think we don't know very much about, I, I mean, I don't know very much about viruses. And is is it okay to pass people on a path? They say that you're supposed to take, keep six feet apart, but the paths aren't that wide. So I don't, I don't know how to, how to deal with that. I don't know if it's an issue if we're just passing by each other, but I, I don't know. I'm not a, you know, a doctor. I don't study viruses. So, I don't know. <laughs> so have you always lived in San Francisco? I've lived here for the past 22 years. But no, I was born and raised in a in a city not too far from here, about a, three hours from here. Okay. And then I lived for a year in Southern California. Okay. But otherwise, I've been here in San Francisco. Well, ex- I mean, with the exception of four months in Northern Virginia when I was in high school. So, That's interesting because I think 22 years ago was probably around the same time that I last visited San Francisco. <laughs> You said that was, was that 98 or 99? I think it was 99. Okay. Yeah. And I had just, I had moved here in 98. So early 98, we might've crossed paths. Oh, actually, no, I tell a lie. I have been back since then. I think I came over in 2001. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting actually to find out how much the city has changed because I haven't been back since. Um, I'm just trying to. 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Things are constantly changing here. I think my main memories, some of it is obviously tourist things like um, the City Lights bookstore and going up to Twin Peaks and looking over the city and uh, the cable cars on Powell, is it? And places like that. Um, Yep. Lombard Street. Yeah, all those are there. Um, the, uh, I remember going across the bay on the Larkspur Ferry several mornings because my uncle used to live over in Larkspur. Oh, yeah, the Larkspur Ferry. Yeah, I don't know if any of that still is probably no, still, no. still there. All, everything you've mentioned is still here. I'm not sure if I've told the story on the podcast of how my uncle ended up in San Francisco, but that's kind of a long story. And this is supposed to be about you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think you have told me that story. Yeah. So... Getting back towards slowly back towards the blog, then if we start with computers, what was the first computer you can remember using? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! The first computer I used was um, a work computer. I think it was nineteen ninety one. I got an internship with the with the federal government, and um, I was you know it was a student internship. And we had to use computers. Of course, I couldn't afford my own computer. Um, So I used a computer. It was a PC, and um, it was all DOS-based back then. But I did use um, AutoCAD on it. Oh, my word. Because you um, work in the design. Uh, I I don't want to go into too much detail because we'll expose who you are. Yeah, your job involves design work. Yes. I'm I'm an environmental designer, basically. Yeah. Wow. So did... Did you learn computer-aided design as part of your training for your job then? Yes. Yeah. I had to learn it on the job. It wasn't really taught in school. No, that's what I was just thinking because, yeah, it's quite a rare skill really. Yeah. I mean, when in school we were hand-drafting everything. Yeah. I remember when when I visited the States um, or San Francisco, I would I would have been – this would have been 99 when I went over on my own. Um, I remember driving along – I'm, I'm not sure what the road was. You probably know exactly where it is. But I remember seeing the Autodesk building, the people that make AutoCAD. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was over in the East Bay, right? That was Yeah, across- probably, possibly. Yeah. yeah, that's in like Emeryville or Berkeley. Yeah, but I remember going along the road and seeing all of these names that for me were famous names that only existed in, you know, magazines and places like that and you know and on box artwork and there's suddenly were all these right. buildings one after another on the same road as each other yeah yeah we have we have i work right near um i work right near the pandora building um you know we have the yep. twitter here we have facebook here it's um, crazy. yeah <laughs> oh it so. seems crazy to us elsewhere in the world because yeah while i live near london and that some of the big companies have got offices there it's quite mm-hmm. rare to ever, you know, notice or see any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we have um I'm trying to think of others, but yeah, we have a lot of the big names here. So, did um, you not play video games and stuff when you were growing up? <laughs> I did. We have an we had an Atari when I was little. Ah, <laughs> yeah, my brother had one of those. Yeah, I don't even remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, we we played Atari and of course we would go to the the video arcade in, yep. in those times they had them in like part of restaurants and movie yep. theater. That was my like childhood that. as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kids now won't have any clue about leaning on the corner of a machine, watching other people play it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
So can you remember when the internet first came along? Yes. Um, or first came into so, your life, I should say, not when it first came along. <laughs> yeah, so I was using it um, back in 91. Um, and when I was in school also, so not only did I have to, did I use it at work, um, but I had to use it, uh, well, I used it just for my own personal reasons too. Um, I think we talked before about interactive relay chat, IRC. Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that was like the precursor of like an AOL chat room or something like it that. Was. Yeah. And um, it was crazy because I met a lot of people all over the United States who were also students on there. Cause I think it was mostly connected with EDU yep. um, accounts. Yeah. Well, only people that worked in computer science tended to know what IRC was. Yeah. It was all golf space. You had to know, I think someone had to show me how to get on it at, at first. Yeah. It was not in, intuitive at all. So, no. but it was fun. I wasted a lot of time when I should have been studying on IRC. <laughs> I think lots of people did. <laughs> and then um, when I was a senior in college in 95, that was kind of the beginnings of when I think more Windows-based stuff was coming out, but yeah. it was all very, very basic. And so uh, I, um, for my senior thesis in, in college, I, I had to – I put some um, – URL links um, in my <laughs> in my uh, in my report, and I don't even think those exist anymore. And they were very just horrible, horrible graphics, very little information. I mean, nobody used. I mean, the the internet was new back then, so there was not really a lot of information on there. Yeah, um, but the time period you're talking about—that's when the web first appeared. Yes. Yeah. And I guess then the web brought along. Well, I, AOL existed before the web, actually. But, yes, that's right. Yeah, because I think a lot of the people I've talked to all remember um, AOL Instant Messenger first appearing. Yes, that's right. And, and that's I never had that. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of the masses. That's when the masses arrived, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. But before that existed, it was a very, I guess you had IRC, then you had ICQ as well. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with ICQ. And then Yahoo Messenger came along. Yeah. Yeah. So at some point, you discovered blogging. Yes. Um, so I've kind of blogged throughout. Um, you know, I've always, when I was little, I always wanted to be a writer. And I was so, going to say, did you write a diary? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I've always <laughs> written diaries. Have you got any of your old diaries? I do. I have my high school diaries. Do you ever go back and look at them? It's pretty crazy. Um, I have my college diaries too, and those are pretty. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I'm I'm glad there was no online diaries back then. But then, when I was in my late twenties, I did create a. Um, are you familiar with Diaryland? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I had a Diaryland account, and I I did that for about six years on that Diaryland. Was kind of, that was one of the first blogging platforms. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and mine was just. A, a diary, basically, like stuff I was going on in my life. I, there was no specific topic or anything, just whatever. Um, and then I did that for about six years, and then I took a break for a long time. And then when I separated from my ex-husband, I started dating very quickly afterward. And the the stories were just so preposterous. So I'm like, I need to write these down. I'm just going to start a blog. And that's how Back in Stilettos was started back in 
I, it was, I think it was January 1st, 2015. I was going to say, so we should probably say here, you have a blog on WordPress that yes. has, has gone private, but we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you discovered WordPress at somewhere along the way then. Yeah. Um, so I did some research on if I should use WordPress or what was the other one? There was another popular one. There's the blogger top. around? Blogger. Yeah. yeah. And I decided for some reason to do WordPress. Oh, okay. So I forgot that I did have a blogger, <laughs> a blogger blog. Yep. And that was more, you know, not a, not a diary. It was more like parenting stuff, travel stuff. You started Music. to play the game with kind of trying to hit the tags and get popular yes, results. Yeah. yeah, it's a dangerous I mean, it was, game, isn't it? it was kind of, it was, it was more about like life as, I think I started before I was a mom, or maybe it was after I was a mom. I can't remember. But anyway, it was kind of like being a, a mom in the city, like a city mom, yeah. life in the city with kids. Yeah. And I still have that. I don't post very much anymore, but I didn't really, since I knew I wanted the WordPress blog to be private um, because it was, you know, it was going to be a sex and dating blog. I did not want that mixed with my identity, yeah. <laughs> my real identity, just for privacy purposes. So I, I made it on WordPress just so it was completely separate from Blogger. Was it quite difficult to actually, let, let's get into this story because it's too good okay. not to share. Okay. <laughs> Your blog wasn't always private, was it? Right. Yeah. So I think for the first four years, it was not. So before we get to that, what's your blog actually about? What do you write about? Um, so my blog is called Back in Stilettos again, and it's on WordPress. And it it's about, it's kind of like an, a journal, like real time online journal about my dating and love life. It used to have a lot more details about sex, but after the blog breach, which is why I decided to go private after being public for a few years, I decided it was it was kind of too risky to keep public. So okay, then, so let's go there because this is going to be pretty entertaining, <laughs> and will probably be a lesson for others in a way. Yes, you had written about a date. Yeah. And okay. The date hadn't gone brilliantly, perhaps. <laughs> the date actually went really well. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just that I know what's coming. <laughs> the whole thing was crazy because I still don't know exactly how he found my blog. I didn't have a huge following at the time. I mean, maybe like 700 people following it. And I used to be very, very um, open with, you know, saying that I'm in San Francisco, saying that I'm... Um, you I would, think that was really the only... You would the name only, the location, maybe, that you'd been on the date, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. Now I don't say anything about my location, although it's still in the back entries because I can't really go back and easily wipe all those out because I have like uh, 500 blog entries or something like that. Anyway, I don't put information about here, you know, living here, this city anymore. I used to include links to the places I'd go. Yeah. Um, I don't do that anymore. And I don't provide any details about my, like very specific details about my sex life anymore, because <laughs> I felt like it was a little bit of a, a moral dilemma. I didn't know how much, I mean, I was writing about people and they didn't know I was writing about them. So yeah. I, I'm a lot, I'm a lot safer with what, I, what details I provide now. And I don't, 
I don't say like I don't say too much about the sex stuff anymore. It's an interesting one, but but before we go on to talking about the whole dating world, (laughs) before we get back to like talking about the dating world changing, um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, about that date, you'd asked about that. Yes, so I was going to say you've got to tell us the horror story. (laughs) It was it was crazy. So I had met him. I had done before Craigslist. before Craigslist cracked down on having, um, you know, the mixed, the mist, it's called missed connections right. section. Um, I conducted a little experiment because I wasn't having a lot of, um, a lot of luck dating through the apps. And so I'm like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I put like a, a personal, a personal ad on Craigslist saying I'm looking for a friend and seeing where it goes. And I want to start off a potential relationship starting as friends first. So I put a ad on Craigslist and got, of, co- of course, got a, inundated with, with um, messages. But one guy in particular stood out and I could not believe it when we finally exchanged pictures because he was amazingly attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not always the story then. <laughs> right. And so we made plans to meet. We met for coffee near my office on a weekday. I think it was like morning coffee or afternoon. I can't remember. Anyway, we met and we had, I mean, we, we'd been chatting for two or three weeks before we met. And then we met and it was amazing. I really liked him. And then, so that night, uh, so we'd made plans to see each other the following night. I went home that night and I, I published a, a blog entry and he, he read it. <laughs> <laughs> He read it like within five hours of me putting it up. You I know, wonder if it. wonder if he knew who you were before. The I date. I wonder. I suspected. I think I might have said this on my blog. Um, of course, it's been private ever since. But um, I think I mentioned that I I do have some very bare basic analytics because I don't pay for the analytics. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> right. So I do the very basic. And I do remember like months ago seeing new new traffic to my site from a, a, a city not too far from here. And it has an unusual name. So it kind of, I don't know, I just didn't really think of it. I'm like, huh, okay, someone up there. I mean, I didn't really think anything of it. But then when I went and looked at my analytics after he contacted me, and he was very, very angry and upset when he found it. But that's when I looked up the analytics and saw that his somebody, you know, of course he was looking at it from his hometown. So maybe, I mean, it's a possibility that he saw it, that he was a reader before we actually met. It's just a strange coincidence because like I said, it's not a really popular blog. And that was the thing with it being public though, is I didn't know who was reading it. And that kind of ultimately made me uncomfortable after this. I call it a breach. (laughs) It was public. It's not really a breach, but so he contacted me the night we were supposed to, you know, the day, the next day, and we were supposed to see each other that night. And we were going to take things slow because we were going to, you know, start off as a friendship. He was recently separated. So anyway, I didn't hear from him all day, which was unusual. And then I think in like around noon, I sent him a text asking him if we were still on for that night. And I think I sent him my address. <laughs> God, <laughs> so really upset thinking that I did that because... Soon after, he sent a um, he sent a link of my blog back to me, and that that's like the worst feeling because 
I mean, it was obvious he read my, you know, my entry about our date, which was yeah. just copy, but it's like my thoughts and, you know, my blog readers thoughts about it because, you know, my blog readers were telling me, you know, don't have sex with him too soon, you know, wait and see how it goes. You know, you're, you want to, you know, see how this goes. <laughs> so I think he was, he saw that he saw those comments and he was upset. He was understandably upset, but um, I was, I was really freaked out because I thought he was going to, he was, he was irate. He was calling me all sorts of names and I thought he was going to show up at my house. I was worried about that. In the end, it was fine. I never heard from him again. And I took down that blog entry like he'd asked. <laughs> so that's not even up on my blog anymore. But ever since then, it's been on lockdown. I have, it's been set to private and um, I don't know if or when I'm going to set it to public again. So that raises a question straight away. How do you choose how to let somebody in? <laughs> That's a good question because I really don't have I really don't I don't really have a criteria for it. Um, if someone has a blog, of course, through WordPress, that's a lot safer because I can go check it out first. But if I don't, I I don't really want to deny somebody. Um, so what I will do is I will accept them as a private reader. And then I will monitor my analytics for like three or four days afterwards, just to be sure it's not somebody here around me. <laughs> Have you ever had anybody go back and read the whole thing? I'm not sure. I mean, like I said, there's something like 500 entries now. Um, it's possible. Uh, I sometimes get notification from WordPress that like my stats are booming. I'm sure you've gotten that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I did before I left WordPress, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so then when I get those, I get a little worried, like, oh, shoot, it was there a breach? Because that did happen the day that I had that breach um, oh, okay. with my date, because he was, like, going and looking through, you know, my blog yeah. for, Ammunition. I don't, I don't know what for, <laughs> it made me nervous. He he saw a lot of a lot of posts. So when I do get those entries, I do get a little bit worried, but it's usually people who are wanting to catch up who haven't been on in a while and they go back and read maybe 15 entries. I That'll think be me then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I have had people say that they think that they've, they've read the whole thing. And I do have some readers still that have been readers since the very beginning. Yeah, I must have been one of the fairly early ones, maybe. I'm not sure. Here's a good question then. It's been over 20 years since I was in the whole dating world. <laughs> God. What what's your opinion of how the internet and all of these apps have changed things? It's hard to say whether it's it's better or worse because for one, I think that you have a lot more dates now. I think anybody can have a lot more dates or most people. It's a factor of marketing yourself. And a lot of dating coaches and stuff, they'll say, you know, your profile, it's how you market yourself. You have to have a good profile. So I think if people have good profiles, they should be able to get a fair amount of dates. The thing is, is because you have access to so many people, I feel like it's harder to make a connection with people. Because it's almost like you've become disposable in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And I've complained about that a lot on my blog lately. <laughs> Yeah, it's a difficult one. Yeah. So, I mean, whereas I think we're able to meet a lot more people and maybe even a lot more quality people, things are kind of sped up. And that's not to say that I think people easily find themselves in relationships. I think at least not here in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like people 
people are anti-relationships here, which is really upsetting for me, especially lately. But- I wonder if the app thing has caused that in a kind of a strange circular way, that because you have got access to a date almost, you know, you could you could arrange a date the same evening when you think of it. Yeah. I think here, especially, I've heard from um, friends in other cities that it's not that way where they are. But I think because, you know, tech is so old here, people have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. I met my ex-husband online on Match.com back in 1998. <laughs> That's how I met my other half. It was, I'm, I'm not sure what the website was called, but for several years after we met, it would come up at parties or gatherings and people would find out that we had met on the internet and it, we became kind of the central attraction of the, the gathering with everybody yeah. cr- crowding around saying, Oh, how did, how did that work? And you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when, when we first met, it was not done and we were no, same for us. very like, I don't know what year you met your wife, but uh, it would have uh, been 2000. Okay, yeah, so close to when I met my ex-husband. And people were not very happy to hear that I had met. (laughs) No, we had that as well. My boyfriend, my fiancé online, because it was just so not done. Nobody did it. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I've I've been used to, I mean, online dating and app dating is, it's kind of what I know. It's really the only thing I know or that I remember. (laughs) So with the apps where you either swipe one way or the other to say if you want to go further with that person or, you know, to give them any of your effort then. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, do you ever accidentally swipe the wrong way and you've lost the person? Yes. Yeah, I have done that before. <laughs> I've often wondered about that because obviously I've, I've never used any of these apps. So, but, yeah. But being a software developer and knowing how these things work, I think actually, yeah, you could accidentally lose somebody. Yeah. Well, Bumble has a feature. It's an it's an even free feature where you can um, backtrack on three people per day. So, oh my word! Yeah, yeah. So they've accounted for that because sometimes people make mistakes. <laughs> 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 so um, I think others do if you pay for it, but yeah. I don't. I don't pay for my dating apps or my no. um, dating sites. So, yeah. Along the way, while you've been writing the blog and reading other blogs, have have there been any particularly inspirational ones that have stuck out along the way? Yeah. Um, you know, I've met a lot of amazing friends through blogging on WordPress. And that's why I've been really happy that I've used WordPress for blogging because um, Blogger doesn't have that community. I was going to um, say WordPress is kind of unique in that way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I've met, um, I'm blanking on all the blog names right now, but I've met several people, you know, people in Australia. I mean, I haven't met them in person. I've met you in person. I've met the London bloggers who I'm friends with in person. Um, And there's some bloggers, of course, here in the United States, one that I did meet. And um, I have some blogger friends in Australia who I haven't met, but it's been an amazing community. And it's funny because I talked on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about the time when we all met up in London mm-hmm. and it was quite strange, wasn't it? Because we were all so nervous going into it. <laughs> yes. It was even worse than a first date <laughs> <laughs> because there was going to be, what was there? There was four of us. Yeah. Four of us. And um, we didn't know how we were all going to get along together. I mean, I knew that I'd get along with everybody, 
you know, one-on-one, but not knowing how we were going to work as a group was, um, was a little bit. That was um, the weird thing. Cause we, each of us only knew one of us. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, there were mostly people that I, I had met through blogging Yeah, and I don't know, I think they all follow you now and I think you follow them. Um, so I think it was, yeah, it was kind of, it was fun. I met another London blogger. She couldn't make it out with us that night that we met up with, but I met with her, I think the next day. And that was fun too. I mean, I've had, I've had a fun time meeting every blogger that I've met, which I think is five or six people now. So if you do meet Mr. Wright at some point, will you close your blog down? You know, (laughs) I, or will you just end it? Like put an ending post in, but leave it up. I think I would leave, I think I would probably do that. I'd put an ending post and leave it up. I don't know if I would ever make it public again, even if I did that. It's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because when I've had boyfriends in the past while having the blog, I've left it up and I would check in every so often and I'd make some posts about like how my relationship was going. And so that's when it started morphing or evolving from a sex and dating blog to a sex dating and relationship blog. (laughs) So, you know, I would, I would talk about like challenging things I was maybe dealing with in a relationship, you know, my attachment styles. I know I've talked about those a lot, you know, my, my boyfriend's attachment styles, things like that. So I think it's still valuable in a lot of ways to blog about relationships of course, if I were to find someone who I'm going to be really long term with, I would probably eventually have to tell him about the blog. And that's something that I kind of worry about. I was gonna, <laughs> I that was know. one of the next questions I was going to ask. Have you actually ever told anybody that you've been going out with that the blog exists? No. Um, my very first boyfriend after I created the blog, it was accidental. It was kind of like another breach, but he found it when I didn't tell him about it. I mean, he knew that I had a blog because I told him about that. Yeah. But I didn't want him to go read it. And he found it and read it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that um, that was a problem. I think that we should have ended it. So, So we had a lot of problems. We had a dysfunctional relationship. And I wonder if it was partly because of that, because things started off on the on a bad foot. Um, He did not like what he was saying in the blog. I was, of course, you know, like my, my dating policy is I date, I date others until I become exclusive with one person. And so until I was exclusive with him, which we dated casually for six months, of course I was dating other people. So when he saw all those entries about other guys, he was not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he should have made his claim on you then really, shouldn't he? (laughs) Yeah, well, he did. He did. But, um, I think it kind of started everything off on a bad foot and he wasn't sure. um, He didn't feel, he didn't feel stable in the relationship. He was a very anxious, he had a very anxious attachment style. I have a more avoidant attachment style. And so that didn't work very well. Plus I felt like, I, I felt like he had, I don't know. It felt like a huge violation of privacy that he went and read it. He went looking for it, found it and then read it. (laughs) <laughs> it would be so difficult not to read it, though, wouldn't it? I know. I know. And I, I kind of learned my lesson that I shouldn't have told him as much as I did. I told him that I had a sex and dating blog. He was he was curious. He asked me, you know, which platform, and I wouldn't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> but he found it. He found it anyway. So that was really upsetting. And we almost broke up. And 
I wanted to see what could happen. You know, we just become exclusive. So I wanted to see what would happen to see if it could go anywhere. And ultimately it couldn't, it didn't, but I, you know, in hindsight, we should have just broken up right then and there because there were a lot of red flags emerging from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, Here's a question then coming from Mm -hmm. that. Do you think maybe this is me being kind of armchair psychologist or something. I have no qualification to do this, but in, (laughs) in writing about your dates, you're naturally going to deconstruct them. Yes. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I think for me, it's a good thing because I do a lot of my thought processing as I write something. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think it's a good thing. And it's funny because I think you and I have talked about this before, because you say, you know, do you have an outline of things that you want to talk about in a blog post or do you just start writing? And I always just start writing. Same here. (laughs) And I don't know where the story is going to go until I'm writing it. (laughs) That that means um, you're a natural storyteller though, doesn't it? I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love writing because through that process of writing, and I think it's just, I don't know. There's something about the process of writing for me that helps me process my feelings about something. Yeah. Um, and so I, it's helpful for me. I think I might hyper focus on things, though. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a slippery but, slope, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I might not be so laid back about things, but you know, that's maybe just not my personality anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like type A. I, I wouldn't say I'm not easygoing. It's just I'm more of a perfectionist and a thinker and an overthinker. (laughs) So do you have any great plans for the future for the blog or are you just going to carry on with recording your experiences? I'm just going to, I don't have any plans to do anything different with the blog. Um, I, I do have plans to do things differently with dating and, you know, I write about those as I do them. Um, Right now I don't have any new plans to do anything with the dating because in January I had put on my blog that I wanted to try speed dating (laughs) in 2020. And I actually did that. Like how did it go? It was a failure. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, I was just talking to my my eldest daughter a few weeks ago and explained to her what speed dating was because she didn't know. Yeah. Um, Is it as scary as it seems? It was it was actually a lot of fun. But I didn't I didn't make any love connection there. But I made a big group of girlfriends. So that's been a lot of fun. So how does that work? How surely they would be in competition with each other, though? (laughs) Well, it's funny, because you know, I did, I did write about it on my blog, but what had happened was we all got there and we're all women in our forties. And I started talking with one of them because I got there a little early. She got there a little early. We started talking to each other. And then as the other women came in, it's funny how the women kind of congregated together and the men congregated together. And then um, we were separated while the host talked to each of us separately. I don't know why they did it that way. And I didn't, think that this speed dating event was very well run but as as the host was talking to the men you know we start talking very quickly among ourselves because we don't have a whole lot of time before the event starts so um one of the women's like hey you know what is your guy's situation you know are you divorced you know do you have kids and you know most of us yes well all of us were divorced most of us had kids and one said you know i i've been really looking for girlfriends to go out with because all my friends are married and I'm like yes so I passed around 
I'm like, everybody give me your, um, your text numbers. Let's plan a happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) I passed around a piece of paper and everybody put their phone numbers on it. And we've been meeting for happy hour, like once every week or two weeks. So you kind of hacked the speed dating event. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're actually going, now that we're all in, in, um, shelter in place, we're actually going to have our very first video chat happy hour tonight. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I haven't seen them. They got together last week. I couldn't make it because I had my kids, but um, we've so, been kind of averaging once per week. So being a big gang of girls, you're obviously going to put the knife into all the guys that were at the speed dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. I think one of the, one of the women in our group hit it off with one guy and I think she had a date with him, but nobody has, um, I don't know if any of them even – I don't know if the rest went on a date with anybody from the speed dating so event. does she know she's going to face the Inquisition yet? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny because I haven't seen her since she had her date because she lives She lives about an hour south of here. Okay. And so she's not able to come to most of our, our happy hours. So I don't, I don't have the scoop. I, I, I'm actually probably going to text her and ask her if she's had a second date with him. <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody that's in a similar situation to you and is trying to find their way and, you know, find somebody, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yes, um, I am. <laughs> have you got any tips for other people based on the, the, the apps you've used, the ones that are any good, the ones that are terrible, the ones that, you know, things that are not worth bothering with? Uh, yeah, um, you know, but it seems like they're all different depending upon your geographic location. Okay. Um, here, you know, here, um, in San Francisco and as a woman, I find that Bumble, Tinder and Hinge work the best for me. Okay. But Hinge is very, very slow. My guy friend who lives about an hour South, he says that Hinge is really the only thing that's working for him. I have like my ex-husband, he liked OkCupid. Um, that's a paid service know. though, isn't it? That's, that is app based and web based. Right. And it's, it's free. They have oh, a lot okay. of free features also. Yeah. All of these have free features. So um, I'm so one, far out of touch with all of this. Yeah. <laughs> you have no use for them. I know, exactly. <laughs> Lucky you. Um, <laughs> she says Mari- with a bitter twist in her voice. <laughs> Um, I mean, I mean, I'm, it's, it's challenging being sheltered in place without being able to date right now. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> I, I really am envious of the people who have somebody who live with somebody. Yeah. So, this situation yeah. at the moment is kind of, yeah, brought some things into focus, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But the ones that I have used, I've used some that are just horrible. Right. <laughs> um, one just had nothing but spammers and catfishers and yeah. that one was called was called Lavu. i have not had luck on coffee meets bagel it must uh, be interesting actually because you're in san francisco you're going to see a lot of the apps or they're going to become very popular yes. when they've only just been released yes yeah that's right i'm trying to think of others that um you know that i was i was considering creating an app a dating app Last does, summer. Does it tend to be very kind of faddy with the apps where a new one comes out and everybody tries it and then everybody leaves it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is, and that's why I ultimately decided against it. I mean, it's, there's nothing like it right now, but in order for a dating app to be successful, you have to have a lot of users. <laughs> yeah. I it's remember there's 10 so, people on there. <laughs> I think several of the people I work with met through Tinder. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, which is kind of seems unusual because I hear horror stories about Tinder as well. <laughs> I have not met a boyfriend through Tinder. I met two ex-boyfriends on OkCupid, and I met one on Hinge. Currently, I'm just, I mean, right, right now I'm not using any of them because we're in shelter in place and yeah. dating is impossible right now. But I don't know. I think Bumble is one that I've been focusing on lately because it seems like people are maybe a little bit more relationship focused than, yeah. than Tinder. But I don't know. It's been it's been over a year since I've used Tinder. It might have changed. But no, Tinder, Tinder is good. I, I think it has the most users. So if you want to meet the yeah. most amount of people, I think Tinder is the best one to use. Do you tend to find people are honest and truthful about the, you know, the, from their profiles or do they manufacture them? <laughs> I um it's it varies. I think most people are honest. I just think most people don't really know how to market themselves correctly. And for a while I was thinking maybe I should be like a dating profile writer. <laughs> There's probably money to be made at that, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There is. I don't know how much. I don't know if it's it kind would of, be worth you'd it. have to be a personal coach though, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd have to be like a dating coach too, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, so I don't know. Um I think most people are, but sometimes, I don't know. I, a lot of times people don't put a lot of information in their profile. Yeah. And so you have to rely on your text conversations after you match or like on a first date. Um, I've had people completely misrepresent themselves. Yeah, that's kind of what I expected was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And then, Do you get annoyed though? Because then you've kind of wasted your evening, haven't you? Yeah, I was I was very annoyed. Um, and then another time, more recently, I had a date where I was really pleasantly surprised because he looked even better than his profile. So I think it it I think most people represent themselves pretty well, though. Have you ever had anybody that you've met through one of the apps kind of not take no for an answer when you said you weren't interested? <laughs> um, or do the apps take care of blocking them quite easily? Oh yeah. If they start arguing with me, I'll just unmatch them. Luckily. Uh, and if, and if we've already exchanged phone numbers and I'll just, I'll just block them on there. I'll just um, block yeah. their number, but it really hasn't gotten to that point. There was somebody I was dating last year over a year ago who got really scary. I think you remember Kennedy, the yeah. one who yeah, I remember him. went a little bit off the handle when I told him that I didn't want a relationship with him. Changed my mind. <laughs> And he got crazy. I was actually a little worried. I was scared. And I did eventually block him. But at first, I thought that maybe blocking him was going to exacerbate everything. And then he was going to come to my house. And I obviously didn't want that. See, this is an interesting thing you just reminded me of with mentioning a name. You give people code names. Yes, I give people blog names. How do you come up with the names? (laughs) You know, it's funny because after a while, since I talk about them so much in my blog, I almost kind of want to transition to calling them their blog name in real life. And of course I can't do that. (laughs) Have you ever made a mistake? (laughs) Uh, I actually think I did when talking, not to somebody I was dating, but when talking to a coworker about somebody I was dating, I accidentally used his blog name. (laughs) (laughs) So how do I come up with a blog name? Like Kennedy, I gave him the name I gave him because Kennedy is typically a last name. And his real name is typically a last name. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so I kind of try to make it so that when I'm writing about someone, I it's it's easy to remember their blog. And it has to be abstract, I guess, as well. Yeah. So, so you can't figure it out. 
Yeah. And then like I try to make or I try to make their blog names similar to their real name. Like um, Sparky, for example, he's my current um, friend with benefits. <laughs> um, his, you know, Sparky is, is like a, a, a typical, like traditional dog name. And his real name is unusual in that it's, it's traditionally a dog's name. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you're being so careful not to let the cat it's out so of the bag. funny bank. because I, one of my, one of the readers said, you know, what's his name? Like Fido? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Fido, and I can't really tell you what it is, but it's not a, a horrible name for a person. It's just very unusual. It's you know, it's not common. <laughs> yeah. Oh my word! Do you, do you actually keep a? Have you ever kept a list of who people were in the past that you might have named in the blog? No, unfortunately, and it's funny because. Um, so do you forget their real names? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, because yeah. that must be a nightmare to try and remember. <laughs> oh, was that that guy? Or And then you have to read your own story to remind yourself. Right. Exactly. I have to read read a post to remind myself of who it was. Um, a lot of times I don't even have access to their real names anymore because I've probably, like if I did them three or four years ago, I don't even have their name in my phone anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not important to remember their real name, but or, or really their blog name, unless I need to reference it again, yeah. you know, again, in, at some point in the future, because sometimes people will kind of resurrect themselves. Well, <laughs> years, not usually. I hadn't thought about that. So you could go on a dating app and somebody has come or reappeared under a different yeah. name with a new photo. Yeah, or, right. Or someone texts out of the blue and I'm like, who's this? <laughs> oh, okay. So somebody you've seen a long time ago will suddenly reappear. Yes, they'll text me and I don't know who they are. And you might have changed phones and they're not blocked anymore. <laughs> right. Well, I, yeah, it's usually not me changing phones. It's just me deleting their number. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, like, I've had people say, oh, I'm this guy and this guy. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't remember. <laughs> that would be quite amusing to see you pick the phone up and the blood drain out of your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your mind racing. Who the hell is this? Right, right. So there was one guy that that did that, and I I couldn't place him. And I said, okay, so if you're saying that, I'm like, when was the last time we talked? He's like, oh, it was several months ago. I'm like, well, when? He's like, oh, we met on this app. I'm like, I haven't used that app in three years. So you have to quickly look at your blog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. And then I said, okay, tell me what we did for our first date. And he couldn't tell me. He sent me a picture. I didn't recognize him. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> so after a while, I think I just blocked his number. Yeah. So, because he thought we went out. And he was making up a story that we had gone out. We hadn't. Oh, my word. I think, I think his notes weren't very good or his memory wasn't good. He, I think we had maybe at one point exchanged phone numbers and maybe exchanged a couple texts. And that was it. We never went out. And he thought we did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that happens occasionally. <laughs> I remember a similar thing, although it was completely unintentional, when I was first talking to my other half when we were first going out, or when we were first messaging each other because we met via the internet. I happened to message her and ask her a question about something, almost like I was verifying something. <laughs> and she turned around and said, I never told you anything about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she caught me. It must be like a girl radar thing to do with, you know, <laughs> topics that have been talked about. 
Yeah. And it's funny because you've asked me before, you're like, do you, do you forget what you tell somebody? Yeah. And and yes, I do all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I forget like what conversations I've had with who, but that's not necessarily with people I'm dating. That's with just anybody. See, I'd wondered that's about speed dating. If you're going from conversation Mm -hmm. to conversation through the evening, you're going to kind of start to doubt whether you've spoken to the same person about the same subject. <laughs> right. And with speed dating, you only have seven minutes and um, five or seven minutes. And there's only seven or eight people. So you don't have like 15 or 20. Um, uh, so it's not that difficult. But you like for my speed dating event, I remember like there was a guy who was a hippie, <laughs> like a very, very severe hippie. Um <laughs> And there was another guy who was just very negative. So those are the two people that stand out to me at that speed dating event. There were other people who were very nice, but I can't remember, you know, uh, what we talked about or or their names or, yeah. or their faces. You know, I just don't remember details about them. This is a bit of an aside with you mentioning hippies. This sounds awful in a way, but one of the news stories I had read recently coming out of San Francisco is all the trouble about the, the dot-com uh, workers then the you know the IT workers forcing the people who have lived in the Bay Area for generations out of the area basically you know they're pricing yeah. them out yes that's right I, I guess yeah. that's true for where you live as well it's just slowly becoming much well, m- more and more expensive yeah it's constantly becoming more expensive and the thing is is rents are constantly increasing also there is rent control here but but if it's it's not foolproof. If somebody wants to, if I lost my place that I live in now, I would have to move out of San Francisco. I wouldn't be able to stay here. And I've lived in this place for like five years now. My cousin lived in just the other side of the bay in Larkspur. And then they moved, they've moved further and further away from the city over the last 20 years, basically. And they're now further north and even Petaluma now. You know, they, they're literally an hour and a half from the city now. Yeah. Well, I would I would do the same thing if I could, but my kids are here, so I'm stuck yeah. here until my youngest moves out or doesn't well, that's mind. The thing, isn't it? Because once once your kids are in a school, you don't want to kind of disrupt them if you can. Right. Yeah. And my ex lives seven blocks away. We're both in San Francisco. Um, you know, the tolls are expensive. Traffic is a nightmare. So it's best just to. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine how the logistics would work if. If I lived in a different city, I don't think it would. Yeah. So just got to power through it for now. But I constantly worry about that because I can't afford to buy real estate here now. I mean, maybe with all this stuff going on now, maybe. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe in a year or two, maybe I could. But um, but then when I retire, I want to leave anyway. So I don't know how good it would be to buy something and then just, you know, just to live in it temporarily. Yeah. Although I could sell it when I leave, which I would probably get a big equity on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you over the last hour or so. It's it's been great talking with you. This is fun. It's been great to hear some of your stories and I I guess it would be wonderful to get you back back again in the future and hear how your adventure has continued. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully at some point, you know, I will find somebody. (laughs) Um, But yeah, in the meantime, I'm blogging about all my dating adventures. So for people that might come and try and find your blog, and I'll put the URL in the show notes, if they want to be able to get through the gate to read it, 
What are your tips to them? They need to have a blog at WordPress that you can go read. Is that correct? Okay, so here is the best way to go about it. And I'm glad you asked because, um, I mean, somebody, people could go send me a ton of read requests, but they do want to subscribe. They should just send me a, um, a access request and I will approve it. And I guess we'll you see. You need a way of pre-qualifying it though, don't you really? You have an email address that is the same address as the blog, don't you? It's similar. Ah. Um, so my email address is Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, Roars, R-O-R-S, that's short for Rorschach, at gmail.com. So again, that's Lauren Roars at gmail.com. Is that Rorschach as in the Batman character? Um, I don't know the Batman character, but it's Rorschach as in the Rorschach test. Yes. Yeah. The, yes. Uh, sorry, that's where the, the Batman character comes from. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's got this, it's got this shapeless face. <laughs> yeah. I love what I loved about Rorschach is it's, you know, you look at a Rorschach, a, a blot, a blot, ink blot, I think is what they call it, Rorschach blot. Yeah. And you, you report on what you see in it. I don't know. Yes. I think I, I liked how it was very fluid. You know, yes. whatever it means to whoever's looking at it. I'll put the email address in the show notes and people can write to request access then, I guess. Yes. And if they have a WordPress, a WordPress blog already, they can just send me an access request and I'll approve it because oh, I can or, go see their blog yeah, first. Yeah, go and have a read. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then otherwise, um, or, you know, I not, not necessarily that I'll read it, but it just mean, means someone's more authentic. That, yeah. Um, you know, they're not just someone stumbling across it. Like that was my worry with it being public is anybody could stumble across it and read it and I wouldn't know. But if someone has a WordPress blog, I will definitely approve it because I know that, you know, we're, we're a community of, of writers. But if not, just, just, um, email me at my Gmail account and tell me what your, your username is beforehand and you know who you are how you found out about me which i'm assuming is going to be from this podcast <laughs> and um, i'll approve it excellent yeah okay thank you very much thank you jonathan it was fun you have been listening to jonathan beckett's podcast if you liked what you've been listening to the podcast lives at anchor.fm slash john beckett you can also find it at spotify apple google TuneIn, and facebook just search for jonathan beckett's podcast if you would like to be on the podcast contact information is at johnbeckett.com slash contact mm-hmm.